How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 33rd episode of Critically Incorrect. I'm joined today by Charlie, if you wanted to say hi. Hello. Yeah, so some pretty big gaming news this week. Um, definitely really excited to talk to you all about it. Uh, we talked about last week how there most likely wasn't going to be an episode this week unless we somehow got a state of play. And why don't you know it? We got a state of play. And yeah, we're going to discuss it later on in the episode. So yeah, with that being said, Charlie, what have you been playing for the last week or so? Uh, yeah, I've actually played a decent chunk of stuff this week. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look at like my Steam profile and stuff because I've played it a decent amount of stuff. Uh, the Pro Mod playtest happened this week. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like... Uh, it's a game made by the people who did Battalion 1944, which is like a very COD World at War-inspired shooter. This is very much like COD 4. Um, it takes a lot of that movement system uh, with a lot of how they do their strafe jumping and things. It's basically like a playtest, just showing off how they're going to be doing like their movement and their uh, basic guns and that kind of thing. So I've been playing a, quite a bit of that the past few days. Um, I've also dived back into PUBG of all games, um, just because a new map came out this week and I really felt like giving it another go. Uh, and I've been having quite a bit of fun on that with some friends. There is the odd occasion where, like, it's just not fun because you'll hop into a match and it'll either be filled with um, hackers or a ton of people who are, like, max level who just never stop playing the game, so they're just really good. Um, but when you get into a game with, like, a bit more balanced, like, lobbies and a few more bots and stuff, it, you can have some real good fun on PUBG, and I still really do enjoy the gunplay in that. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. I did start up Plague Tale because that is obviously one of the free games this month on PS Plus. So I, I've played about an hour of that um, and also started up Sniper Elite VR today just because that did come out as well this week. And that's pretty good. I only played about half an hour earlier, just hopped on it, gave it a quick go um, and I've been enjoying that. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's about it. There's, I've been playing quite a bit of loads of different things this week, so... I've played a lot, just not of one game. Nice, nice. Uh, I haven't played terribly much. I, like, right before the set of play, I streamed, like, 45 minutes of a Plague Tale. Um, so that's been pretty cool. been, you know, enjoying that. Um, I also played more just uh, Dead by Daylight and normal games with friends. Uh, I think I played, like, 15 minutes of Oxen Free. And then I think the main game I've been playing this week is I started Chrono Trigger. Um, so I'm, like, a little over an hour in that game. Um, really enjoying it so far. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, that one definitely is going to be a game I like slowly chip away because I looked on like how long to beat. It's like a traditional RPG, right? Where it's going to be like over 20 hours long. So yeah, I also ended up buying like a ton of games on the Steam sale like as it ended this week. Um, like literally like in the last 15 minutes before the sale went off, I bought a few games. Um, I bought like four of the Grand Theft Auto games because they were like $5 per, which is like normally like the cheapest you could find them. And then I bought like a bunch of indie games like Hollow Knight, which I have it on Switch, but I bought it on PC because I'd rather play it on PC. And like Firewatch and some other games like that. And like Danganronpa as well. Like a bunch of just a variety of games I was interested in playing. So uh, yeah, we'll see if I get to that, you know, this summer, we'll see. Um, but besides that, it's been pretty low key, honestly. Um, but yeah. Anyways, we'll move on to the releases this week. Um, yeah, as we said, A Plague Tale, right? That's one of the main PS Plus games, so that's for the PS5. There's also the PS4 PS Plus games, which I believe is WWE Battlegrounds. And then what's the last one as well? I forgot uh, about Black that one. Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4, that's right. It was the weird one. Um, so yeah, definitely go pick that up if you forgot. That's going to be free until the month of August. 
anyways we actually have a new release this week sniper elite vr so yeah me and charlie definitely you know have been familiar with this title just because we're in the vr space um i just know that this game has been like in development for quite a bit of you know quite a bit of time um it's cool to see this finally out uh, I, I remember being interested in it like at least i want to say like a year and a half ago or so but there was like no release date and like we never got one until um i think just like what recently or something like that so really cool to see it's finally out and yeah charlie are you picking it up or are you interested in it yeah so i picked it up today so i have played about half an hour of it i haven't played too much but from what i played it was pretty fun it's reviewing quite well so i'm definitely going to be playing some more of it it seems pretty cool so far sick that's awesome and then the last release this week is the Watch Dogs legion bloodline expansion the, this is like the big update that's been you know announced since like uh, near the end of, or yeah near the end of last year when the game was coming out um so this is the story expansion that has aiden pierce return as well as rent from Watch Dogs 2 um yeah just a big expansion and i think there's like new modes as well possibly and it. it's like a big update for the game so if you're into Watch Dogs legion and just the Watch Dogs series as a whole check that out um, but yeah, with that being said, Charlie and I just got finished watching the state of play that just happened about an hour or so ago. So yeah, well, we're just like fresh off the heels of that. We're going to jump into our thoughts and impressions. So I guess just to go over this, this was like a 30 minute state of play that was announced earlier this week, um, focus on third party and indie games. So this isn't like the big, you know, first party kind of showcase that we're all kind of expecting, right? Most likely that will be coming in the near future at the very end of the blog post. They did say that's, that's coming later this summer. So, you know, you know, rest easy. I'm sure that's coming soon. Um, but that being said, we did get some pretty cool development um, on some games that were already announced and then some new games announced. So things like Moss 2 was announced. This is one of the um, sequels to one of the most beloved PSVR games. Sifu got another cool gameplay trailer, but sadly got delayed to early 2022. So yeah, it's no longer coming out this year. Uh, we finally got an update on direct. Uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut, so yeah, Kojima wasn't lying, <laughs> literally a few weeks later. I'm surprised, I honestly didn't expect that, because yeah, he doesn't count as first party, so technically he could be here, um, and yeah, we got a new trailer for that, coming out the 24th of September, and I guess we'll go into it, so Charlie, if you wanted to give like your highlights of the state of play, what you thought as a whole, and like games that stood out to you, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to Sifu anyway, that was the game before like it started, I was like really hoping we would get a date here. For a second i thought we were and then they like bamboozled us and switched it to 2022 on the trailer which i think is a really weird way to announce a delay but either way that game looks really cool and i'm still excited for it and i just can't wait to play it it's just a shame we have to wait a little bit longer for it um moss 2 i think is going to be great we didn't get a date on that one so i imagine that's next year sometime um but i'll be looking forward to that one i still need to go back and finish the first game because from what i played that was a lot of fun um and then death stranding director's cut depending on how the pricing scheme works i will probably pick it up because i did enjoy death stranding and i do want to try out the new story content and stuff and it seems like there's a decent chunk of extra content they didn't really show too much of the story stuff in the trailer but um, as long as there's a, a large amount there i'll probably dive back as long as i don't have to buy the game another time um but other than that those were kind of the main things obviously they had a big focus on death loop but i kind of came out of it the same as i was going in which is i'll be getting the game i really like all of arcane stuff so i was already super excited for it no matter what anyway um i was a little bit disappointed they said they were going to show off a bit more of uh, julianne who's like the pvp element to the game but they literally showed nothing of her except for two seconds at the end of the trailer so I hope maybe they go into a bit more depth about her soon because I kind of want to know how that all works before the game comes out. 
because we're not that far away from the release now. Um, but yeah, those were kind of the highlights for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, so about the same. Uh, Moss 2 was really cool. Uh, definitely didn't expect that, but um, nice to see it anyway. See, for delay was funny as hell because, like, yeah, it's sad, right? Because it's getting delayed. Um, I was, like, really looking forward to it. It looks like Sleeping Dogs. So it looks right up my alley. But, like, the way they did it, it's like they were proud of it. Like, they literally had, like, a cool animation going from 2021 to 2022. And the way it spun, like Charlie said, was, like, you thought they were going to give us a month, and then they just flipped the year, and they're like, nah, see you next year. Um, sad to see, but the new um, aging mechanic they showed off a bit looks really cool. Um, so yeah, Death Stranding Director's Cut's an interesting one because I see like everyone interacting online and they're like really happy with it. And yeah, it looks cool to me. I think the melee combat that looks like a cool, interesting update. Although I was talking to Charlie about that, like the way like they showed it off, it kind of looked very similar to what's already been there. I saw like Sam do like a double kick, so he like raised both his legs and did like a complete kick on the ground but like it doesn't look like it was doing anything crazy and then the main thing at least that they kind of emphasized in this one is like there's a bunch of new gadgets and um tools to use like a catapult launcher like the like little ai body um they teased a bit of the story content near the end but it looks like that's not going to be a big focus in this death standing director's cut unless they're just saving it off for like players to play um i don't know to me personally i'm looking forward to more of the ghost one just because it is like a whole brand new island and setting and um yeah it just looks like a bigger expansion to the game this stuff looks like it's like a bunch of small little cool improvements but nothing that i'd really want to go back to the game because i'm not going to replay it just so i can like i don't know pull out some new gadgets and stuff like that um the combat that's the only one i think that like we don't have enough information on like the melee stuff seems really vague right now and then like the the, the guns definitely look like a big upgrade because there's like a shock electricity gun as well um but yeah it was kind of weird uh yeah we'll see i'm honestly i'm not even sure if i'll pick it up yet to be honest just because i'm not really feeling like replaying the game um but we'll see it so, is yeah. i honestly yeah i was gonna say Go I, I will say the store page has gone up now so they've kind of talked about the pricing scheme and stuff so it's cheaper than ghost is so there's that it's like 44.99 nice. british pounds so it's probably going to be like 55 60 dollars um can you upgrade that they have said there's a paid upgrade um okay. i don't know how much it is because it doesn't tell me on the site because i have the disc version but it says like if you put the disc in you'll get like a discount so i imagine it will be like a 10 20 upgrade something like that um it does say in the description like for the new content it just says expanded content use additional weapons and vehicles take on new enemies and explore new locations with extra missions and mini games which to me sounds like the extra missions are not that big a deal so like i think i might be like you where i'm I'm not sure if i'll pick this up or not like i enjoyed mm -hmm. like the game but if there's not a ton of extra story content i'm probably not as interested yeah that's the big thing for me it's like i was hoping that we we're gonna get some cool story content like they teased in the first trailer but uh it just looks like a bunch of random fun toys to mess around with and stuff like that that's the only thing that like i don't know like it seems like the kind of things that would be in like free updates you know what i mean like, cool things that they would add, like, post-launch or something like that. I don't know. Like, nothing I'd, like, intentionally replay the game for. Um, but we'll see. Like, yeah, it could very well just be, like, the way the trailer was edited and showed, right? But we'll see. And, yeah, ultimately, I'd say I'd, I'd probably say that I was, you know, happy with the state of play. I definitely with, like, Moss 2, I was surprised about. And then I didn't even think we're going to get Death Stranding here. So I was honestly thinking there's going to be a bunch of games I didn't care about. And then we'd see Deathloop. Um, but we got some pretty cool announcements here, even if Sifu sadly did get delayed um but yeah 
anyways, we'll move on. We got some smaller news stories to talk about. So Bloom blooper team. So this has been one of the teams that um, you probably have seen in the news. Uh, they recently came out the medium. Um, and then they've been like kind of talking about their projects in the future through some interviews. Um, another interview came out this week and essentially they said that they have two projects right now in development and that they're both on a bigger scale than the medium. So that's pretty exciting. The medium obviously is one of the, it was with that Xbox game that they showed off initially where it was like essentially the screen was split in half and you had two alternate like realities, right? So you'd be playing as a char- uh, character um, and you'd be moving both characters in the screen, but like one would be in like in a completely different dimension. Um, it was like a psychological horror game, essentially. Um, I believe that's also coming out the PS, the PlayStation platform soon, right? It's like September or something. Um, so if you're interested in that, that's also happening. But yeah, Charlie, do you have any thoughts about their next few projects? I don't, they're not, they're not one of the rumored teams to be working on Silent Hill, are they? Uh yeah they are because they, they had they the, are of course so they are because they're doing that deal it's with like uh, Konami right so okay um, the That's the right. rumor is one of the projects is Silent Hill um personally I'm not too excited I'm not a big fan of the Layers of Fear games they're not really for me um and I haven't played the medium but it didn't look that engaging to me so whatever they they work on I'm sure it'll do well like the, a lot of people like their games it's just not the kind of games that I enjoy so they're not really they're probably not going to be making anything that really i'm looking forward to maybe silent hill but one of the projects is obviously going to be layers of fear 3 like i think that's almost confirmed at this point so i imagine the other thing is silent hill related i like i can't keep up with the kojima and and silent hill rumors like it's like so many different things going on. I just want stuff to be announced because there's like the rumor that Blooper Team's working on it, and then there's another rumor that like originally it was like Sony Japan, but now that just Sony Japan doesn't exist, it's just like I don't even know what's going on at this point. Um, and then there's like a camp that still believed, obviously, with like the Blue Box thing that Kojima is still involved with Silent Hill, possibly, or some sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I just really want something to be announced just because it's like literally so confusing and. It's like a never-ending strain of news stories, but really cool to see that they're working on two new projects, and hopefully they come out well. And yeah. Anyways, EA has teased one of the newest modes that's going to be announced for Battlefield 2042. Um, essentially, this, I believe, is the one that's going to be announced at EA Play, right, Charlie? Uh, yeah. Um, the new mode. Yeah, so essentially, it's going to be kind of like... Um, what, it's like a, they're going to be... It's like a mirage of like a bunch of classic maps, right? So yeah, the... the... If you want to go more in detail on it. The kind of like rumor and leak that has been going around for the past few months is that there's this mode called like Battlefield Hub. It might not be called that when it comes out, but it's basically going to be a separate mode where they will have a ton of classic maps and classic weapons and vehicles all kind of merged into one. So you can just, you could be playing on a Battlefield 3 map, but have, you know, tanks and weapons from Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 2042 all kind of in the same thing. And it wouldn't be very balanced, but like it would just be mass chaos and sandbox fun like you get in battlefield um and it had been like a light rumor there hadn't been any like big confirmations but today there was an event um where they were kind of talking about battlefield and apex and one of the devs that is working on this mode did say that they are bringing back classic maps for this this mode in particular that they're showing off at ea play so it seems like the leaks about this battlefield hub mode is if not entirely correct, at least somewhat true with a lot of the maps coming back. Um, and it's going to be maps from throughout the series. So stuff from 1942 all the way through to Battlefield 5 or Battlefield 4, I guess. 
Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for Battlefield anyway, but that mode also sounds really cool. It also means you don't have to have all the freaking Battlefield games installed because I think I have like four and five installed right now. So if I'm able to uninstall those because all the weapons and stuff are in 2042, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, I'd be really excited if it's like a bunch of classic weapons and maps together. That'd be like ideal. Like, if you're gonna be pushing like the next generation of Battlefield, while also like giving nostalgic um, elements to players for like you know the use of old maps and guns, that'd be and like the like, crazy the best thing is, I think like Tom Henderson, who's done a lot of leaks for Battlefield and stuff, and he's usually pretty accurate. He was saying that there's like I think another seven maps that he's heard of that are coming back, and one of those is like Operation Metro. And the thing is that map's oh, like pretty chaotic anyway. But like if you can play 128 players on that, that's gonna be insane. That's like I, I really hope they have the bigger player numbers on those maps. Yeah, that's cool though. I'm looking forward to EA Play. Um, just probably for Battlefield alone, honestly, and maybe some Skate Four if it's not like, you know, prototyping footage like mm. that's what i'm fully expecting that we'll see with that like similar mirror's edge but hopefully it's cool anyways another new story that broke this week is ripple effect so ripple effect is a new studio that was previously um under the name of dice la you probably heard of them um they're being co-managed by respawns vince sempella i'm sure you've seen him um he's very you know notorious about that um i believe they recently spread off and this like vince i think we covered this like last year vince split off to do his own kind of studio with dice la um, so yeah, they kind of announced this week that Ripple FX Studios is going to be the name and that they're currently working on a player-inspired experience for Battlefield 2042. So yeah, essentially that this is going to be like the development team that's helping alongside it. And I imagine they'll probably work on their own games in the future as well. Um, yeah, pretty cool there. Do you have any thoughts on what they might do in the future past this new mode? Yeah, so like the mode they're working on, that is the redacted one that is bringing back mm -hmm. the classic map. So they're the team working on that mode. Uh, they have also said that they're in like early development on their own project so i imagine that's why they've got the name change as dice la has always been like more of a support studio they've never worked on their own projects but now that vince mm -hmm. is in charge they're trying to do their own thing so i'm really interested to see what they do um like dice la have helped out on most of the battlefield and battlefront games over the past few years so I'm sure they're all very talented people over there, and knowing that they might be working on one of the bigger modes in 2042 gives me hope that whatever they work on next is going to be really cool as well. So I'm definitely interested to see what happens with the studio now that they're their own thing. Definitely, Vince is definitely a really good lead to have. So really mm. cool to see what they do in the future, and that's awesome. Especially if this mode's going to be as ambitious as it sounds. Like, yeah, I can't wait to see what their like actual game will be in the future as well. So really cool stuff there. Anyways, Red Dead's getting a new update next week. So there's going to be half content and then half um, technical for PC players. So the content side of things is in the form of the Blood Money update. So this is essentially kind of an answer to what a lot of people have been wanting. Um, it's not necessarily heist, but it's like multi-staged robberies. Um, so yeah, since like the beginning of time with Red Dead Online, everyone's been wanting to go into stores and get like proper, you know, robbing uh, missions, right, essentially. Um, yeah, just similar to GTA kind of in a, in a sense where you can rob and get money um, and then have multi, you know, level actual like support by Rockstar to actually have these missions and play out besides role playing. So finally, that's coming out next week. There's a new trailer for it on the PlayStation's um, website as well as on, you know, Rockstar's official supports. Um, but yeah, besides that, they did also announce that PC players are going to be getting a DLSS update. This one's kind of a big one because 
Red Dead Redemption 2 isn't necessarily like the easiest game to run on PC, obviously. So like on 4K, it really, really struggles. Um, so with DLSS, we could be looking at a situation where you could easily get past 60 FPS at 4K and then possibly even like into, you know, over 100 FPS. And yeah, that's pretty insane. So really cool. That's coming out on the 13th. Did you have any thoughts on that, Charlie? I know you said you might be going back and playing that, right? You downloaded Yeah, I'm actually online. kind of excited about this one. I ended up buying online on PC during the summer sale today it was like ten dollars or something so i thought i'd give it another go because uh, i haven't touched online since it came out originally on pc so um that was what a year and a half two years ago at this point so i'm excited to dive back into it especially this new update sounds pretty cool and then the dlss thing kind of convinced me because i remember it had a lot of performance issues when it first came out um, and it mm -hmm. ran, but it wasn't the most optimized thing, especially when you're trying to play it on like keyboard and mouse. So I'm hoping DLSS is going to allow me to hit way better frame rates at 1440p, which usually it is with DLSS. It does really help a lot with these kind of games. So I'm excited about that more than anything, to be honest. Um, just because I've been wanting to dive back in for a while because I know they have added a decent chunk since I last played. So yeah, I'll definitely be trying it out next week. I won't. I was talking to Charlie about this. I literally uninstalled the game like a few days ago <laughs> just because it is so big. Um, it is really cool. Uh, yeah, really cool to see a DLSS update for sure. Um, since I know, like, I think, yeah, as I remember, like, the frame rates were, like, a big issue. And, like, you'd have to, like, I had to look up, like, optimized settings just so I can get, like, at least over 80 to, like, 100 FPS. Um, yeah, so that'll be really, really nice. I'm sure it will, like, probably at least like increase the frame rate by maybe what do you think like 40 percent possibly or 50 percent it depends maybe, what settings even. you have it on usually if you mm -hmm. like stick it on like balanced you can usually get a, a decent like 20 to 30 fps extra on top of that and you don't you lose too much quality so when you go down to like yeah. the performance mode you gain a decent chunk but that's when it starts to look pretty bad so yeah really cool stuff there though and yeah next week Anyways, we got a big news story with Ubisoft, and sadly, it's probably not the most promising. <laughs> yeah, not the most promising, really. Uh, so essentially, earlier this week, Jason reported that there is a new project that Ubisoft is starting up. They're combining, I believe, what it's Ubisoft, Cube, uh, Quebec, and Montreal, right? Yeah. And they're going to be kind of essentially making a Assassin's Creed hub slash live service. It's really interesting the way to put it is because it's not like really emphasizing the live service aspect is they're almost trying to like create one destination for Assassin's Creed going forward in the future. So when they would have like new content releases, it might not necessarily fall under the you know umbrella of like a new title. They would just add like a new world to this um, you know universe essentially. I guess the way they're looking at it is maybe like the hub is like you know what's the company the on um, this i don't know it's been years since i played assassin's creed yeah. animus yeah like, and that you'd go to like these different timelines right so yeah this is like very early in development so it's like really hard to get like concrete thoughts because i think they're like starting it themselves but jason was kind of reporting on it that like even now in the early stages of this the devs are kind of like hesitant because like obviously it's very ambitious and ultimately uh it's just it's gonna be interesting i think they talked about they want to update it like Fortnite in a way where like the map will like constantly be changing over time in a way um it'll be interesting i feel like that's such a weird change because like if you think about it like assassin's creed's like a huge franchise it's like on the sale of call of duty so like that's like a pretty risky gamble to have like one umbrella where you have all your content going forward like i feel like it's as like a publisher it'd be like much safer to just keep having these box releases right but having something where it's like under one app there'd be like these big expansions of like new games right it's really interesting 
Um, so Charlie, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. Um, especially coming from, like, the plot angle of Assassin's Creed. Like, I remember when Syndicate came out, and, like, the the way that Animus worked in that is it was, like, a, a games console, like, subscription thing that people used, and then you could select which, like, um, ancestor you wanted to visit. So there's all these different timelines you go to. And like that, I in my head, I imagine that's what it would eventually be like a few years down the line after it's out. They're like, here, you can go to, you know, the uh, Greek like mythology area, or you can go to Japan, or you can go to England, or whatever you want to do, you know? Um, which I think is really interesting. I also kind of I, I get the feeling that maybe they want to go down like an MMO route with it. Like it'll still be kind of like single player. But it will have like a multiplayer element to it because the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed back in the day was really fun. I used to love the multiplayer on uh, like Assassin's Creed three and four. Like it was so fun on those games. Um, but having like a live service element to it, I think it makes sense to be honest. Uh, with with the way Ubisoft have gone recently, um, whether it would actually be beneficial for them because Assassin's Creed still sells really well, um, like every release. So I, I don't know if maybe losing the yearly releases will help them it might still be a paid game every year i don't know maybe it'll be a monthly subscription thing who knows but um either way i'm interested to see how this turns out um i imagine this means we, we don't get a new assassin's creed game for a few years until this comes out which personally i think is good it's always been pretty good when they've taken breaks origins was really refreshing after syndicate came out after what that two-year gap um so i really hope that this ends up being pretty interesting when it comes out i know a lot of people don't like ubisoft because of obviously a, a lot of the things that are going on behind the scenes but um there's a lot of other people that work at ubisoft and i imagine there are a lot of people there that do enjoy w making these games and want other people to enjoy them so i'm still interested to see how it turns out and i'll definitely keep my eyes peeled for it for sure yeah, so my thoughts on this, like, it's really early in development, so it's, like, hard to yeah. really get a grasp of what's going on here. It's interesting, like, I feel like it'll be, it has potential for sure, given the nature of Assassin's Creed, right, and you go into these different timelines. I think it's, the way they worded it in their, like, blog post as well, because they officially commented after Jason's piece. Um, like, it's also, like, it's a big thing for the series, but it's also for, like, the studios as well, because they're going to be more collaborative instead of like you know passing the baton in a way when you're going from game to game someone how call mm -hmm. of duty does it it would be kind of like all working on this one title right but you'd be like working on different content um and kind of being like under one umbrella uh so it could work it could work um it's definitely something you gotta like wait and see right so we can only comment it on as it is as it is now i'm open to it like for me, my issues with Assassin's Creed and now are more of its like open world natures, right? So that wouldn't be changing, right? If anything, it'd only be getting bigger. So like, there's part of me that hesitant about that, but like, yeah, the way that Assassin's Creed is delivered, I couldn't really care less. Like, you're still gonna get Assassin's Creed at the end of the day. It could be cool. It could not be cool. I don't see any reason to like really worry about it right now, especially given the little information that we have. But yeah, it's definitely interesting to see that they're like looking into this, and it could be cool. So we'll see. It's like very early in development, so I imagine, yeah, like Charlie said, it'll be a few years. Although I feel like we'll probably at least get one more title before this is shown off. I don't know. I feel like they usually have an Assassin's Creed game at least every two years, so next fall they should have one according to the calendar, right? So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting.
hopefully they do skip next year. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just burnt out on the series. I feel like I, I don't even know if I'd say burnt out. I feel like the series just isn't for me anymore. Like they target like the open world RPG aspect and those kind of players now. Uh, it's clear that the series has just completely changed from what it was in the past. Like I haven't really been into Assassin's Creed since I'd say Unity, maybe. Like I liked Unity. Uh, it's, I'd say Unity was like the last one for me, or Black Flag. I'd say, uh, but yeah, it'll be cool to see how this, you know develops and yeah anyways our last new story here is a big one so we've been talking about the switch pro ever since you know the start of this podcast really yeah. uh and finally it kind of got announced it's not really a pro model so yeah the switch oled model that's what nintendo's calling it um essentially the big you know development features here is it's going to have a bigger more supportive kickstand so you can flex it in you know bigger degrees um than what the original flimsy one could offer Obviously, given the name, it's going to have that OLED display, so it's going to have deeper blacks and sharper colors. Um, if you want a good comparison to how that will look, just look up any like PS Vita comparison between like the LCD panels and the OLED. They'll give you a good kind of like idea of what's going to be going on. Um, besides that, nothing else really too much. Like there's like a LAN cable, which which is going to or like a LAN port that's going to be in the dock itself, but the dock is going to be sold separately. So technically, you don't even need the new model. It's going to have a slightly bigger screen. I believe it's going from like 6.2 to 7 inch. So technically, it's going to be a bit bigger, although it's not terribly big, but it's a bit bigger. Um, and really, that's about it. Like, it's $50 more coming in at $350. I don't think I'm missing anything else. It's using, like, the same exact chip from NVIDIA. Um, so, yeah, I guess, Charlie, to give your thoughts on it first, and then we'll talk about what this possibly can mean about the Switch Pro and then if this is even the Switch Pro. Um, but, yeah, coming out October 8th. Charlie, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally not going to be picking this up, um, mainly because... I, it's not what I would have wanted from it, you know. I wanted a more of a pro model, which would have better specs and allow for 4K and like higher frame rates and that kind of thing. Because the Switch is, I mean, it always has struggled with a lot of games, but it is really starting to get to the end of its kind of like life cycle. And you can tell when a lot of the third party stuff comes out, it just is really struggling to run. I mean, last time they showed off No More Heroes Three, that game did not look good on the Switch. Um, which is a shame because I want to play that game, but the, it, it being on the Switch puts me off so like so much. Um, but yeah, I, there's a few cool upgrades, like the screen obviously being a little bit bigger. There's a lot less bezel on it now, but it is still 720p. So it's going to be an OLED panel, but obviously it's probably not going to look that much better because it's just taking the same pixel count, but increasing it onto a larger screen. Uh, you have got better speakers in handheld, but oh, it really uses the speakers. Like, you're probably going to have headphones plugged in if you're in handheld. Um, and then it's obviously got the the better kickstand on there that's adjustable, which is pretty cool because the one on the Switch does suck. Um, so I'd say it's probably a decent upgrade for the time being if you use handheld a lot. Um, I personally use a bit of both, but... I just don't use my Switch enough to warrant. It's like a fifty, what, fifty dollar upgrade over the normal one. Um, I really think it's only worth the purchase if you don't have a Switch already, but want one that can go on the TV as well. I think if you already have a a Switch, uh, that it's just not worth it. Maybe if you have a light and you want to upgrade, then sure, go for it. But I think going from the normal Switch to the OLED is just kind of pointless. And even Nintendo have said that there was a Nintendo representative came out and was just like, yeah, this if you've got a Switch already and you're not too sure this isn't really for you this is more for people that have a light and want to upgrade or just want a new switch in general so um 
but yeah personally i still think a pro is coming um i don't think this is the pro model um especially considering um like the tech asia side of bloomberg was pretty clear that there are new chips in development at nvidia for switches and this switch has the same chip so it seems like there is a model of switch that has a new chip or at least did because that those same leaks mentioned an oled panel so jason did say it's either one of two things this is a completely different model that wasn't leaked or their plans changed and they're no longer doing a pro and they they just are doing this OLED model. But I think it's a lot more likely that this is a stopgap before they end up replacing the original Switch in a year's time and they eventually have a pro model that launches alongside Zelda, hopefully. Because um, I, I still think a pro has to happen. There's just no way that they stick with that original chip and power set for another, you know, three, four years. Because it's just not... It's not plausible, especially with a lot of the third-party stuff, unless they rely on, you know, the cloud versions of these games that have been launching. Yeah. For me, it's like, I don't know who this is for. Like, yeah, the Nintendo Reptile, like, light owner is trying to upgrade, but, like, is that really a big enough, like, yeah. audience to warrant, like, a new model? Part of me is like, oh, this is going to replace the original Switch, but it's going to be 350, so, like, that, that never happens. There's never a time where, like, a refresh will come out. And it's like a more expensive model. I mean, it's possible, but it feels like it's just literally a third model. Like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, probably a Switch Pro is still coming. It's weird because like the OLED rumors were kind of tied with the Switch Pro rumors, but I guess there's like a, it, I guess now it's clear that um, they're both separate models, right? There's like an OLED, you know, model, and now there's gonna be a Pro model, which the Pro model will probably have an OLED screen as well, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't. I just don't know who this is for. Like, I remember watching the video, and then when the first like upgrade they announced was like a kickstand. I'm like, what is this thing? Like, you don't start <laughs> yeah. with the new kickstand as like a selling point. It's like it's the weirdest thing, man. Like, it literally just looks like what I think there's like one other upgrade. It's like a 64 gigabyte size. Like, it's very weird changes that just don't really matter. So, it's Nintendo being Nintendo again. Just a complete wild card. I'm making it like it's funny considering the fact that like I remember everyone before Ether they're like or during Ether they're like oh there's no way that Mario Rabbids 2 looks so good on like a regular Switch <laughs> and uh, like kind of like implying that it's on running on a Pro and it's just like yeah I mean, maybe it is the maybe the Pro is Man, maybe they announce tonight. a Pro somehow next year I, and, I, yeah I mean like Jeff Grubb was still saying that all the rumors he's heard he's 2022 ever heard yeah. have been 2022 so yeah for all we know it's just this is like a weird it's nintendo being nintendo and like yeah. he made another very clear thing which is how many models did they make of the 3ds they made so oh, many wow. so like it's very like it's very plausible for nintendo to just release another switch so i mean like 3ds had normal then like xl and then the 2ds and then new 3ds new 2ds so like Dude. yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's something else next year i remember when i was working in retail right and i had to describe the parents like the difference between the light and the regular version i yeah. can't even imagine having to like talk about the oled now like jesus christ <laughs> Nintendo just making things more complicated that don't need to happen. But yeah, finally we got some clarity on that. Like it sucks that like because I know so many people were looking forward to the Nintendo Switch Pro for ages now, and I can't imagine you finally see that like trailer in your feed and then you click on it and you're just heartbroken because like everything's just <laughs> not what you wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just the only people that are gonna buy this really are like new Switch owners 
because like it's only a fifty dollar increase in price if you're getting the regular switch and you'll get like an OLED screen and you know more space. Um, but really, it's only for like yeah those people and then also like diehard Nintendo fans that are constantly playing on their Switch every day, right? So yeah, it's weird Nintendo being Nintendo again, like <laughs> literally a wild card. So yeah. Anyways, that's really it for this week's episode. Sadly, we couldn't get Justin on this week just because he is working as well. Uh, yeah, sadly. So hopefully he's on next week. And yeah, with that being said, Charlie, thanks again for joining me. And I'll guess we'll see you all next week for episode 34. Take care. Indeed. See you later.